Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. Our second scripture lesson comes from the Old Testament book of Job. Job chapter 38, verses 1 to 11, as well as verses 34 to 41. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up your loins like a man. I will question you and you shall declare to me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurement? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the heavenly beings shouted for joy? Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb, when I made the clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling land, and prescribed bounds for it, and set bars and doors, and said, Thus far you shall come and no farther, and here shall your proud waves be stopped? Can you lift up your voice to the clouds so that a flood of waters may cover you? Can you... Send forth lightning so that they may go and say to you, here we are. Who has put wisdom in the inward parts or given understanding to the mind? Who has the wisdom to number the clouds or who can tilt the water skins of the heavens when the dust runs into a mass and the clods cling together? Can you... Hunt the prey for the lion, or satisfy the appetite of the young lions when they crouch in their dens or lie in wait in their covert. Who provides for the raven its prey when its young ones cry to God and wander about for lack of food? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Do you ever look up at the stars? Way out in the country, away from the city's lights, have you ever laid on your back in a grassy field and just stared up so that all you can see is a sky full of stars? That can be a nice thing to do. It can be a romantic thing to do. It's also one of those things that can make you feel very small. And so the psalmist says... When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? These are important questions to ask. What are human beings in the great scheme of things? Why is God mindful of us? Why does God care for us mortals? The night sky can make you ask these questions, and that's good because if we stop asking questions like these, we can get into all kinds of trouble. Plenty of people do and have. These days we talk a lot about how people can suffer from low self-esteem. That's true. That's one thing. 
Low self-esteem is a way to describe ourselves when we feel so small that we can't imagine that God or anyone else would care anything about us. And it is one issue that people suffer from, which it seems our society knows to address. A problem we talk less about are those people who suffer from high self-esteem. Do you know anybody who suffers from high self-esteem? Who walks out into traffic and expects the, the cars to stop for them? The, the psalmist asks, what are human beings in the great scheme of things? In a sense, we are just blips in this massive universe, and this universe is massive. The light that we see has traveled from stars so far away that were we to look up and notice the twinkle of a star called Alpha Centauri, we would be seeing light from four years ago. There's a star called Betelgeuse in the constellation Orion, which is about 640 light years away. If Betelgeuse exploded tomorrow, we wouldn't know about it for 400 years because that's how long it takes for the light which the stars produce to travel so that we can see them. The universe is massive, it's huge. And I am five foot ten, almost the same size as Stetson Bennett, who, if you're a Georgia fan, is a very big deal today. Stetson Bennett is a very big deal today. But what about tomorrow? What are human beings in the great scheme of things? If we say not very much, that's not entirely correct. However, do you know anyone who thinks they're big enough that the universe ought to revolve around them? For example, have you ever walked into the DMV and encountered a person who thinks that she is the queen of the DMV, who is, who is going to make sure you know it by smugly asking you to go to the end of the line once you have found a notarized copy of your original birth certificate and seems to enjoy ordering you to do this just a little too much. I once had a bad experience with a home inspector. Back in Tennessee, I made the mistake of paying our contractor before the inspection was complete. So when the home inspector showed up and pointed out how the bolts in the deck were too small and the pipes under the bathroom sink needed a studer vent, I had to do all that stuff by myself because the contractor was no longer taking my phone calls. And fixing these, addressing these issues began with me figuring out what a studer vent actually is. It took me a few days to do all this stuff. Then, proudly, I invited the inspector to come back. Only a different inspector came, probably because this different inspector was just doing her job, not abusing her power. She simply turned the bathroom knob, saw that water came out of the sink, and we passed our inspection. She didn't even look at our studer vent. And this is my point. There are people in, their, in this world 
who abuse even the smallest amount of power. And when it comes to human power, when we compare human power, even the power of the most powerful human, it is nothing compared to the power of God. Job has been seeking out God because Job has a bone to pick with God. That's what's going on in today's second scripture lesson. We've been, we've been reading from the book of Job for three Sundays in a row. We'll hear from him once more next Sunday. Job seeks God out because he has some issues with how God has been running the world. Only then God shows up and says to Job, Gird up your loins like a man. I will question you. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Surely you know. And what would you eat if I didn't make it rain? Can you lift up your voice to the clouds so that a flood of waters may cover you? You don't even know where the mountain goats give birth or the hummingbirds lay their eggs, but you're ready to take issue with how I'm running this place. It's an incredible and beautiful speech which, which God gives here, and surely it shook Job to his core, which is what must happen to all of us from time to time, for it is too easy to misunderstand our true place and the order of things. I've heard it said that humility, humility is simply remembering that God is God and we are not. I've also heard it said that the key to understanding our true place in the universe is remembering that on the one hand, we are of immeasurable worth, while on the other hand, all flesh is as grass, and the grass withers, the flower fades. Thinking of both sides of our reality, both our, our worth and our finitude, I believe that two questions must be asked simultaneously. To those who abuse even the smallest degrees of power, so that when given a clipboard, they proceed to walk around and make people change their plumbing, God must ask, where were you? When I shut the sea with its doors, when it burst forth from the womb, yet you think that you are the king of the studer vows. That's one question to keep us from getting too big for our britches. But to those who can barely scrape themselves up off the ground, so beaten down and abused are they, they also must ask, where were you when they crucified my Lord? Where were you? Do you not know that he, he died for you and suffered for you? You see, there are two questions. One, one is to those who read a couple of articles on the internet about the coronavirus and think that they are an epidemiologist. To them, God must ask, who has put the wisdom in your inward parts or given understanding to your mind? You think you have it all figured out. 
And another question must be asked to those who feel they have no right to even form an opinion. They must be asked, where were you when they nailed him to the tree? Can you not see that for you, for you, Christ suffered? To those who who get pretty good at reading the Bible and suddenly think that they have mastered the Christian faith. Have you ever met someone who stopped practicing their religion because they thought they'd mastered it already? And when you get into a discussion about something controversial but important, they don't listen to what you're saying so much as just wait their turn to tell you why they are right and you are wrong. To them, God must ask, can you, can you hunt the prey for the lion or, or satisfy the appetite of her young? Do you know where the, the mountain goat raises her young? Can you lift up your voice to the clouds so that a flood of waters may cover you? Then who are you to be so sure that you comprehend Almighty God? And to those who are so sure that God pays no attention to them, who believe that God has cursed them, that they have no place here to them. To them, we must ask, where were you when they laid him in the tomb? For he died for you, that you might know your immeasurable worth, and he rose for you so that you might know And his love for you can never die. There are many people in this world who have confused faith and certainty because they are so sure they know they're no longer open to who the living God is. That's a dangerous thing. Because I have many convictions that I feel very strongly about. One main thing that I feel convicted about is that I have a lot more to learn. Still, I also know this, and I can be sure of it. While to me, God will always be beyond my comprehension. God is never far from those who suffer. To illustrate this point, the Lord answers Job in our second scripture lesson for today. And the answer to all Job's questions is basically this. You may never understand how this world works. You may never understand why life is the way that it is. Yet, you will never be alone in the dark. You will never walk alone through the valley of the shadow of death. You need not be afraid. For while the universe is beyond our comprehension, we are precious in His sight. I felt it again just a couple hours ago. This morning at the 8.30 service, a bird interrupted my benediction. A bird flew right in the sanctuary. Nancy Tatnell told me it was a sparrow, which reminded me once again that I am not the center of the universe. But if his eye is on the sparrow, 
then I know he watches me. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.